I remember when I first started, I did a mentorship with someone I really looked up to and it was $1,000. And at the time that was quite a bit of money. Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Drew. Welcome to the Let's Venture podcast. Here, we celebrate the wins, learn from the losses, and teach you tools to propel your small business forward. From feeling stuck in my healthcare career to creating a thriving photography business. To Molly poaching me for my corporate job. We're here to teach you how to build the small business of your dreams. Each week, you'll find yourself feeling motivated, encouraged, and in good company. That's us. So grab your drink of choice. And let's venture. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Venture podcast. Today, we are going to be... Do you hear Scout eating her ice cube right now? Scout Uh, is below the table we are recording on. Yep. Chomping an ice cube. Yes, because it's actually above 70 degrees here in North Bend. Miracles happen (gasps) once in a while. Are you catching on to my singing? If you believe. Okay. Well, today on the podcast, we are going to be talking all about playing the long game for finances in your small business. And there's one big thing with this, and that would be patience. Now, patience isn't always something a small business owner has. We're going to get into why it is a virtue. Would you say I'm a pretty patient person? I can't even finish <laughs> you can't even it. Get through that. I'm like the least patient human but, in but some ways. You've worked on it in a lot of ways. And I think you agree with a lot of the things we're going to talk about today. Yes. So I love kicking off our podcast with stories. So let's rewind the clock to Molly in third grade. Third grade. Yes. And I would play my favorite computer game at the family. We had a family computer. It was downstairs in the basement at its own desk. And we got turned. Was it the gateway? Was it a gateway? Yeah. Is that the Dell? Oh, no, I don't remember. Gateway was the big white one. Oh, absolutely. That was it. Yeah. And so I would sit down there and I had my allotted time to play Roller Coaster Tycoon. So, the best game. Oh, I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon. Did you play number one or number two? Babe, did I play number one or number two? I played one, then two. And I had Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Which wasn't as good as 1 or 2. Which is kind of embarrassing because I think I was like in high school at that point. (laughs) But like, whatever. But I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon because you got to build your own business. You had your own amusement park. And every time I played the game, I never changed my tactic. And my tactic was win and make as much money as possible before going bankrupt. (laughs) My tactic was win. I know, which is not even a game you can really win. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I guess you can. I never won. Build a successful park. But I never did that because I would build these giant roller coasters and go into debt and then people would start coming in and I wouldn't hire. Remember you had to hire people to like clean Uh the park and there'd be like fake puke Yep. and they would have to clean it and I would hire all the people to clean it. And then- did anyone else have this? You would drop the little maintenance man or janitorial man or woman to clean and they would walk the opposite direction of the puke. Yeah. And I was like, I- Come on, bro. Man. Come on. But yeah, we can say from a young age, patience is a muscle I have had to definitely practice using because- I think as business owners, we're passionate, we're excited. We see the potential for something. Yep. And that patience part is really, really hard. Talk about a more tangible one beyond Roller Coaster Tycoon. (laughs) You worked really hard and for a long time at basketball. Oh, yeah. To become the player that you were. Yeah. Right. That took a lot of practice. It's not like you became the player that you were overnight. 
Right. Right. And that required a lot of patience too. I think for me, yeah. So I played college basketball for a year at my dream school. And when I was in fifth grade, I decided I wanted to play Mm. college basketball. But that's a big time gap from fifth grade to your senior year. I also sucked at basketball in fifth grade. So (laughs) we talk about practice. Yes. Allen Iverson. Yes. And so, yeah, I just honestly worked my butt off from that point on. And I was lucky enough to like play on a team with an incredible group of girls who were better than me Hmm. that made me better. And I was eventually able to play at my dream school, but it was one of those long end games where in fifth grade, like I wasn't very good. I think I was still playing rec basketball. I wasn't even on Mm. a competitive team. And so for me to have that dream, I, yeah, I I would say I definitely understood in that moment, the patience and hard work it would take to get to like fight and claw my way to potentially even playing in college. Yeah. But you had to trust the process, right? You had to continue to move forward and trust that as you dedicated time to what you were working on, it was going to work out. Yeah. Right. What about you? What is something you feel like you learned the hard way about patience or you actually felt like you had patience in life with? Well, I feel like I'm learning it right now with Let's Venture. Yeah, to be that's completely honest so with fair. You, where we started this company and we started it a lot on, on the basis of providing people information, right? Mm-hmm. About their business finances. And that takes a lot of free info. It's recording this podcast. I mean, we're on episode, we're recording episode 25 today. Yeah. Right. 25 episodes of recording isn't free. It takes a lot of time. It takes money. It takes money. Right. And we are just launching our new product next week. So we haven't made any money with Let's Venture yet. And so what I'm saying is where it's taking time, but it's important to build that. But the process has been tough. Yeah. And it's helped. It's made me develop this patience muscle in business that I didn't know I had. Yeah. I feel like too, it was hard because we started Let's Venture when Between the Pine was five, six years old. Totally. And so honestly, when we started it, I forgot how hard it is to start a new business and the grind. And I think it's, this is so cheesy, but it's really easy to compare somebody's middle with your beginning. Mm -hmm. Like they've been at it for a lot longer than you and you usually discover someone or see something when they've been at it for years and years. And so when you first start having that, your eyes set on like, I know where I'm going, but in a world where we want everything so instantly, constantly having to remind yourself, but it's going to take time to get there. Yep. This is probably the most important yet frustrating thing to learn for entrepreneurs. When you get, when you first get into business, right? Like you just said, you're ready to make money and you're ready to like see the business grow right away. Unless you already had, you know, that long-term mindset before you started. But right. most, most entrepreneurs don't start and go, I'm going to make money four years from now. Right. They, right. they start with like, let's see results right now. Yeah. And when it turns out, it's not how it works. You don't see results the second day after you start, right? It's tempting to want to give up. Yes. And there's definitely fatigue in that too yep. of like, I know this could be so amazing. Why aren't other people catching the vision? Yep. And it's definitely takes patience. So today we're going to talk about three ways to approach patience and why this is going to be the thing to do when you're playing that long-term game with your small business. Yep. And we're going to kind of focus on what traits patient people do. And I'm going to pause the episode really quick because I think that Molly is getting a delivery at the front door. Oh, of something she has waited for. You guys, 
He's knocking the, the door. Is the Stanley Cup here? He just set it down. You guys, I hope everybody you heard that on the pause. Recording. We're going to pause it. No, and- literally, can anyone guess what it is? The Stanley 40 ounce cup is here. It has arrived. Is it everything you dreamed of? We're actually doing an interview style right now with honestly, microphones on. Okay. This honestly was meant to be because I have wanted the Stanley 40 ounce cup in the cream color since December. Talk about being patient. Talk about being patient. This is ridiculous. Now, did I want to be that patient? No, but was it out of stock that entire time? Yes. So you were forced to be patient. I was. There was a moment in February where it was in stock for one week and I didn't buy it for some reason, but I did buy it obviously now. (laughs) And let me just take a sip. Can you hear the ice? Can you hear the ice? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) The the water tastes just so like it's from a spring. Oh my gosh. So much better. All right. We are going to move on. Drew has been making fun of me about this cup literally (sighs) for months since December. But here's my thing. I don't mind. I'm not, I was not making fun of her patience. I was making fun of the Stanley cup because he's like, that's so basic. Everyone has that. And here's my thing. I don't care if it's basic. Women are smart. And if all of the women have it, they're They're, onto something. They're all smart. Yeah, they're all smart. There you go. Boom. End of story. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll move on. Back to patience. It's a cup. (laughs) No, it's a Stanley cup. It's a Stanley cup. Okay. So what we're talking about with patience is we're talking about patient people's characteristics when it comes to financial management in a small business setting. Yes. So what we're talking about when it comes to patients is patient people's characteristics and choices in small business. Right. Right. So. And how that can lead to long-term success. Correct. Especially financially. So we're going to focus a lot more on the financial choices here. Love it. Patient people, the first thing they do is they limit risk. So have you ever heard of the term, no risk, no reward? Yes. Yeah. That's not always true. I think it's true to a point, but also they're forgetting like there needs to be an asterisk of like the risk needs to be well thought out. Right. And like there's and data behind it. Yeah. Yeah. If you can limit that risk, like you are able to have so much less, it can become less of an issue when something does happen. Yeah. And I think here's the thing, you know, when you start a small business, there's risk involved, right? You're betting on yourself that you are going to be successful. Right. But what can happen oftentimes when you first start is you see where you want to be, right? So let's, because I'm a photographer, we're going to use a photographer example. Let's say I just started being an elopement photographer and I see someone who's been in the industry for 10 years. And I'm like, that is everything I want to do. They're photographing couples that are my dream couples. They're going to really cool places, but keep in mind, I just started. Yep. And so I'm now starting to be presented with opportunities of, I could go to a workshop. I could join an online Academy. I could do mentorships with my, like the person I admire the most. And those things are all great, but financially trying to do all of that at once, you are putting your business in a position where how are you going to afford all of that when you just started? It's more risky. Right. And part of that too is like, I remember when I first started, I did a mentorship with someone I really looked up to and it was a thousand dollars. And at the time that was quite a bit of money, but I knew I ran kind of the numbers and I also just knew, okay, if I save up for this and I do this, I know in turn it will get me more business. Right. But also that was kind of my my max of my 
my risk, my tolerance of risk. I wasn't willing to spend more on additional mentorships with that person or going to a workshop or something like that. Cause I simply just could not afford it. Cause you had the discipline to limit your risk, even though you had to take a risk by going to that mentorship. Right. We're, not, we're not saying that don't go do mentorships or don't, don't invest in your business when you know you should. Right. But just taking a moment to take a deep breath and be like, do I have the finances for this? Is this the direction I'm hoping to go? Right. And like, what is my plan after this as well? Right. Absolutely. And it takes the point on patience is it takes a while to get there. Yeah. Like you have to continue to take those small steps. Right. And every step forward is actually a step forward, even if it's small, but it might take a little bit and you have to be patient with the process. Kind of like what we alluded to with practice. Right. Yeah. And I think just being transparent a way that we did not limit our risk in the past. You know, we all are always learning is when we bought our cabin, our investment property, you know, this has been a dream for a long time. In hindsight, I think we both would have felt more comfortable if we had a little bit more cash up front to invest Mm -hmm. in that cabin, because now we're having to work things into our budget. We weren't always anticipating. Right. So again, you live and you learn but over time learning like, where do I need to be patient and wait even when amazing opportunities pass? Yep. And when is it time to go ahead and move towards those? Yep, absolutely. I th- think what you said is perfect. <laughs> so we're going to move on. You think I'm perfect? I, well, uh, yeah. That was recorded. Yes. That is on the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. The second thing that patient small business owners do is they invest for the long run. And here's how you invest in your business. One, you start small. Don't think, like Molly said, don't think you need to drop thousands and thousands of dollars on one investment right away, right? Start with free things like online learning and data collection. Invest small, free things first and build as it grows, right? And that takes patience. It really does. Yeah. Some great examples of this is when you first start, the library has every single business book you could ever dream of podcasts are free to listen to. Hi, thanks for being here. Our library at letsdashventure.com. Yeah, we have freebies there. There's ways that you can hustle and grind and find things for substantially cheaper than maybe a course that's all put together with a shiny ribbon that you're like, wow, that's so convenient. That's all together. But you need to take a step back and realize, you know, is that $2,000 course in my budget right now? If yes, heck yeah, go for it. But if not, take a step back and realize what is that course covering and how could I kind of piece this together in my own way with research and books and podcasts. Yep. And step two of how you invest in your business is you have a plan. So once you know you need to make some type of monetary investment, right? We just talked about the free investments, but Molly said like there's a course, right? Once you know that you have to make that or you need to go to that course or you need to go to that workshop, Get a plan together, Mm -hmm. figure out the time it'll take and the amount of money it'll cost to make that investment happen. And what you expect your return to be on that investment. Absolutely. Very important part of your plan. Because you're going to be looking at how much do I need to save and then how much do I expect to make from this? So you're looking at your savings and your forecast. Yep. Absolutely. Are you just so proud of me for just throwing out these budgeting money terms? It's Pretty incredible where you're you've wearing come from. off on, or not wearing off, rubbing off on me. Oh my gosh. Me and Sains. All right. <laughs> okay. So the last thing you do to invest in your small business is know what you want. Don't sink money or time into something you're not sure that you want, right? Make sure you're going to be happy yeah. with the end result and the return before you continue investing. So, and I think there's two things with this. 
One example is, let's say you're first starting and for examples, you are a photographer. You know you want the Sony A7 IV camera. And it's expensive, right? But yep. you know that's the highest quality. And for what you're going for, that makes the most sense. But the A7 II, you find one used and it's good enough. That's where you need to sit down and think, like, what am I willing to spend my money on? Mm -hmm. And do I think in the long run, if I get the A7 II in two months, I'm literally going to want to sell that and get the A7 IV? Yep. You know, so that's kind of one side of that. And it's going to require a little longer to save for the A7 IV, requiring you to be patient. Yeah, for but sure. But you make the right investment once you are patient. Right, exactly. And then the other side to that too is, let's say there is someone or a company you love following, you really trust the knowledge and the education they put out and they put out a course that you're like, I'm ready for that. Like, mm -hmm. I want that. I always encourage people, take a step back, sit on it for a few days and make sure you really are ready to spend a couple thousand dollars on something rather than just like, feeling in the moment, like, oh my gosh, I have to do this purchase. Yep. So I think being patient in both realms of that is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the third thing that patient small business owners do is they know their market. So patient people study the market like there's no other, right? They know exactly what their market is, what competitors are in it, what the client wants, everything. The demand. That, that takes a lot of time. Think about how much time you spent studying for like a test growing up. Yep. Right? You spent a lot of time in the library, like learning and studying and committing to memory. You got to know your market like that. And that takes time. So Molly, going back to your elopement industry yep. example, how do you do this? Yeah. So I think knowing the market and having a pulse on the market is really important. So for me, this is a lot of looking at data and looking at trends and yep. all of the nerdy things I love. So part of this is I'm going to look at my own history and my own trends that I've seen in between the pine, but then also start to see what's happening in the market. Are there more elopement photographers starting to pop up? Like, is this starting to become more in demand? Which mm -hmm. yes, I've seen that. And that's also going to play a role into my pricing and things like that. So based on my experience, what my competitors are at to making sure I'm staying with the market. I never want to undercut, right? You want to keep that market value high for everyone. Totally. And so it's really important to just take time and truly study where the customer's at, where your competitors are at, and making sure you fit into that based on your experience and your knowledge and the demand you're seeing in your own company. We're talking so much about having patience, but tell us like real talk, how hard was that to have patience to be able to go through all that work, right? Yeah. That's, you just rattled off a bunch of stuff you should be doing to know your market. And that takes a long time. Yeah. And I also, I think it's kind of intimidating because when I first started out, you know, I had people I looked up to, there weren't a ton of elopement photographers at the time, but there were a few that I really looked up to and I studied what were they doing? Mm -hmm. You know, how could I be different yep. and improve the market overall and be competitive against those people. But at that moment, I also had to realize like I was new, like I couldn't put my pricing at what their price was when it was my first year and it was their fifth year. Yep. Like that's just not even fair to the customer. Totally. And so it was really intimidating, honestly, to start learning the market because as an achiever, I, I just got like scared of like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm staring at Mount Everest, you know? Did you ever get impatient with how long the climb was taking? 
Yeah, totally. But I think in my impatience, I would then reevaluate how can I be better? How can I mm. drive more traffic? Like that's just how my brain works. So that's where SEO and social media strategy and Pinterest, all those things started to play into it. Yeah. But I think it's really important. And I'll say it again is like, you cannot compare someone's middle to your beginning and you can't expect to magically just get to that spot. Like you have to remember that just like it's going to take you years to get to like where you dream and hope to be, it has also taken them years to get there. And so I think I just had to constantly remind myself of that and then just kind of, for me, study the market, know it, understand it. But also second part to that is put my head down and grind. Yep. Put sometimes kind of put my blinders on and be like, okay, I know my goals. I know where I'm going. Boom. My head's down. Like I'm, you know, I'm definitely like, I'll cheer on my competitors. I want them to do great, but I also want to just like drive forward to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do. I think that's such a big point here. Cause we talk about patience and patience doesn't mean sitting back and just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Right. Like patience in what we're refer- referring to is you're still taking steps forward. Like you said, you, you had to put your blinders on and yeah. like move forward. And you were never still, you were always moving forward, but it did take a while. And I think that's even harder than just sitting and waiting. Yeah. I think you make such a good point of kind of when we're talking about patients, we're also talking about the grind totally. of growing your business. Like I think about when I first started, I wanted to exclusively shoot adventure weddings and elopements. Yeah. When I first started, that just wasn't my reality. And so part of what I had to do was photograph a lot of adventure sessions, engagement shoots, vow renewals out in the mountains to be able to get the content I needed to be able to show my portfolio of like, look, I can do this. Yeah. But that took, I knew that, you know, this is going to be a few years of doing this in order to get to where I want to be. Yep. So though, yes, I'm being patient and doing that. I was grinding. It was a few years of hard work. Right. Totally. And Absolutely. So, so I think that's a good point that that's harder than just sitting around waiting. Yeah. But know that with patience and with good decision-making comes confidence. Don't let yourself like overanalyze so much that you end up stuck, not making progress, right? Hold patience in one hand and then hold confidence in the other, knowing that you're making the right decisions and taking those steps forward based on analysis. Step confidently into that. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Man, it kind of is actually fun now looking back at, you know, where we have started and where we are now Mm -hmm. and like the patience slash grind it took to get there, you know? It really is. And I, it's actually kind of affirming knowing where we are now and how hard we've worked to get here and the patience it took for me to think forward now, because we're always moving forward in our business, right? And we want to grow, let's venture to be bigger than what it is. It gives me the headspace to go, okay, I know I can have patience because I know what this can be if I continue to take steps forward, but it's hard. It's fun talking about this too. Even now, you know, Let's Venture started this year, but just knowing we have this very specific vision of where we want it in five years. And it's a very good reminder of like, it's going to take time to get there, but taking these steps towards that end goal is what's going to help us get to our end result. And listener, we hope you felt encouraged by this because it's real. Like what we're sharing today is not just ideas and concepts we came up with. We've lived this stuff and we hope that you can experience the same thing through practicing patience in your small business. 
Absolutely. So thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Let's Venture podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time here. And I hope you also get a Stanley 40 ounce cup. (laughs) Can I get an amen? In the mail as you're recording a podcast. Oh my gosh. Well, we will see you next week. And until then, you can find us over at lets-venture.com and on Instagram at let's.venture. So we'll see you next week. 